Really Charlie podcast. A weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie podcast. Tune in. It's the Really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the Really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the Really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the Really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the Really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the Really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm Charlie Perry, your host, and uh, this is my new segment called Really Weird. And what I do is I share some weird stories that I came across um, over the Internet and from across the world. And um, this is uh, coming to you every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And I just gather these stories and share them with you. You know, I got a couple of fascinating ones and uh feel free to uh you know send me some weird stories um um through you can uh send it to me directly through email which is really charlie podcast at gmail.com or you can send me a message or put something in the comment section a link and i can broadcast that in the next next segment uh, um or future segments, you know, I, I just definitely l- love coming across these stories. It's relatively, you know, it's really, um, you know, interesting. So, but I got a few here and I'm, I also have some announcements that I'm going to um, tell you later on about some local uh, events that are coming up. So, so this is a really weird segment of the really Charlie podcast. We have some, uh, guests coming on um on the podcast this coming month that i'm really happy to uh bring on board and um looking for some future guests you know for the month of june um so feel free to send me some guests you know some names some information that where i can reach out to them and contact them and get them on the really charlie podcast so let's see we are going to start this off right, and um, I get I'm getting all of this week's information from Ranker.com, you know, and uh, so if you want to read the stories later on, you can uh, go to Ranker.com. All right, let's see here. First story is about Mr. Einstein. You know, Einstein was a, a brilliant man. And um, so I, I like this first story real a whole lot, you know, um, because this guy has contributed to society um, and uh, really has helped us out. So that's at it. Like I said, this is brought to you by Ranker.com. It's a story about. Mr. Einstein, and I'm going to go ahead and read it to you, you know. 
Einstein's brain was stolen and went missing for decades. Um, this is a interesting story, you know, that uh, actually a guy stole it. I, I, you know, as he said, he stole the, the brain, you know, had no authorized authorization to do so, but he took it upon himself. Um, truthfully, I think he uh, should have been, you know, put put in jail, you know, and um, but that didn't happen. All right. I'm going to read the story to you. Let's go. So his brain was stolen. It might sound like a plot of a sci-fi B movie, but Einstein's brain really was stolen shortly after his passing. In the 19th century, the brains of geniuses were often preserved so that scientists could try to determine the origins of that person's intelligence. For example, half of the brain, for example, half of the brain, Charles Babbage, inventor of the first computing machine, is still on display at the Hunterian Museum at London's Royal College of Surgeons. Einstein was aware that scientists might want to study his brain after his passing and forbade it, knowing that such studies rarely produce useful information. Nevertheless, when Einstein passed at Princeton Hospital in the early morning of April 18, 1955, the pathologist who examined him, Dr. Thomas Harvey, decided to remove the brain on his own initiative for future study. Dr. Harvey took Einstein's brain home. Imagine that. Took his brain home. It's crazy, crazy. So he took it home and he cut it up into 240 pieces and stored it in two mason jars with um, celluloidin and shortly after Einstein's cremation. Um, his son, Einstein's son, Hans Albert, found out about the theft and was furious, which I would have too. You know, stealing someone, a relative's brain, and, and, and you know, being the next of kin, you, I would be furious. But Harvey, Dr. Harvey, convinced to let him keep the brain. He, he Dr. Harvey talked to the son and explained the you know theory and the premise behind studying his brain and so taking the brain of the world's famous physicist without permission did have professional consequences for dr harvey he soon lost both his job at princeton hospital and his marriage then moved to the midwest where he took a series of jobs either practicing medicine or running research labs he kept Einstein's brain for the next several decades, at one point storing it in a cedar, uh, cedar box underneath a beer cooler. Imagine that, Einstein and Bud Light side by side. Um, hoping to unlock the secrets of Einstein's intelligence. The fate of Einstein's brain was 
mostly unknown until 1978 when a reporter tracked Harvey down in Wichita, Kansas. The magazine article about Harvey brought a flood of requests for samples of the brain study starting in 1985. Scientists began to publish or publishing their findings. Many of these studies did claim to find some differences between Einstein's brain and that of a normal person. But they also lacked a a representation of control groups, making their findings suspect and a little biased. So, and even if these studies had both, um, sorry, both had conducted more efficiently and neurology um, to determine that whether the physical structures of the brain actually affected someone's intelligence. So, and Einstein really, he said that. He said that before he died, you know, he, he thought it wasn't useful information. So, uh, continues, uh, concludes with, um, that uh, today what remains of Einstein's brain resides at the Penn Medicine Princeton Medical Center in Plainsboro, New Jersey. Almost nobody is allowed to see it, not even researchers, but many pieces of Einstein's brain can personally still be found across America thanks to Dr. Harvey's habit of giving away pieces of it to curious friends. Now, with me being law enforcement for 30 years, you know, something about protecting the the body of a dead person, you know, and, and his rules and laws about, you know, removing it. You know, this dude did some crazy things, Dr. Dr. Harvey, you know, um, definitely um, if this was done... <laughs> You know, locally, uh, if this was done now by a normal person, he probably would have, uh, you know, be in jail. So it's uh, amazing that this man was free to do what he wanted, you know. All right, I got another story. Let's see, I'm going to bring it to the screen here. This is the most kissed girl in the world a 19th century drowned teen whose face was modeled for a CPR dummy. Uh, Try to bring her face to the screen here. And there it is. Most kissed girl in the world. Imagine that. And for anyone that's seen the dummies or went to CPR classes, this is the face that uh, started it all off, you know, with the dummies. And so, let's see. That's it. So during the late 19th century in Paris, a body of a girl presumed to be a teenager who drowned herself, was pulled from the uh, Seine River. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
In an attempt to identify the unknown girl, authorities put her body on display in a mortuary. But no one came forward to identify the teen who became known as Lecone de la Sene. Well, I don't know if that's right, but my, my French is not up to par. The unknown, it's, it's defined as the unknown woman of the Sine River. According to the article in the BMJ, a doctor who conducted an autopsy was struck by the serene look of the girl's face and created a plaster cast or death mask of her. Replicas were made of the mask, which went on to become the model for a CPR dummy's face in the late 1950s and 60s, when mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, um, sorry, when mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and CPR were invented, Archer Gordon of the American Heart Association noticed um, the medical students who practice CPR could end up hurting each other. So he and other doctors Dr. Lin asked a toy maker um, to create a mannequin students could practice on. He had seen a replica mask of the young teen that we mentioned and used it for a female mannequin dubbed Resussy Ann or Annie. And because it looked so peaceful and wouldn't be intimidating, according to company which still makes mannequins about 300 people were trained using Annie um, let's see here using Annie so 300 people were, were um, using this and being trained in Annie so that earned her the most kissed girl in the world interesting so that mannequin, uh, that face was Annie. It's crazy. Now, this story I didn't really read, um, but I found it interesting. Um, next story is about thousands of Southerners moved to Brazil after the Civil War and continued the Confederacy for decades. Imagine that. So... There are or were some Confederate states somewhere in the world. And they moved to Brazil. Said, hey, hey, I can't get it done in in America. So I'm or the United States of America. What I'm going to do is move on down to Brazil. Let's read that story from Ranker.com. Thanks to the movies. Like the boys from Brazil, it's somewhat common knowledge that several members of the Third Reich fled Germany after World War II and took refuge in South America. It's less commonly known that thousands of Confederates did the same after the American Civil War. When the American Civil War ended, much of the South was in ruins. Rather than rebuild in a unified 
America that was, uh, sorry, that had abolished slavery, many, many Southerners preferred to move to entirely different countries where slavery was still legal, like Brazil. The Brazilian emperor, Dom Pedro, or Pedro, who had supported the Confederacy, enticed Southerners to relocate to his country. Imagine that. Hmm. With cheap land and subsiding uh, their transport. So look at that. He even paid for it. Son of a gun. It was estimated over 8,000 to 20,000 Southerners left the United States for other countries. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, It continues to say, these Southerners specifically chose Brazil because they wanted to continue enslaving people. For the Brazilian uh, government, government's part, American Southerners were desirable because of their official policy to make the Brazilian Brazilian population um, more white and enticing uh, Europeans and their American descendants to immigrate. All right, let's see. These Southern immigrants came to call, uh, came, uh, became the, wow, sorry about this, folks. These Southerners were known to be called the Confederates um, or the Confederados. They built five to six settlements across Brazil. Most of the um, Confederates found Brazil's, well, Brazil's climate too hot. The soil was too inhospitable for cultivating their crops. They were accustomed to growing. Others failed to assimilate into Brazilian culture. In 1888, Brazil outlawed slavery and many of the Confederates returned to the United States. However, a few hundred remained and their descendants still lived in Brazil and celebrated their Confederate heritage. Uh, one settlement is called Americana, grew into a large city and still has its name. I have to look that up, check that out. All right, so those are some of the weird, weird stories that we have. And I'm sorry that I didn't address your comments here. I got a few up here. And um, hey, Michael, how you doing? Maya, how you doing? And Donna, nice to see you. All right. So those are some of the interesting um, stories, you know. And um, the one thing I I think about is... um, no, they're all interesting. And, um, you know, with me, um, I'm kind of, you know, I always liked the history of the Civil War and some of the things that it's taught me. So it's um, it's interesting. Yeah, I love this stuff, too. You know, this is this is that's why I'm bringing this every Saturday, you know, uh, wake up in the morning, have my coffee, you know, chill out a little bit and kind of research these stories. Um, So, you know, feel free. If you see something, you know, let me know, and uh, I would gladly put it on one of the shows during the morning. Um, So this is um, 
these three stories that I mentioned, you know, kind of related to me for one, you know, the history of the civil war is something that, um, I always like to follow. Um, so I seen that and I, I basically wanted to read it, you know, second story about Annie, the mannequin, you know, the other teen that passed away that turned her face to CPR mannequins, you know, and me being trained, um, over the years in CPR, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, that's where that story came from, from a kind of tragic story, a young teen drowning. And, um, and then the very first story was Einstein, you know, here it is. Uh, one of the most iconic pictures across the world, you know, or men across the world. And he's definitely done a lot for society. And here it is that um, his body couldn't rest in its final destination. You know, it couldn't rest. You know, someone took a piece of it. And you just kind of think about it, you know, that uh, if you went to your local cemetery and you dug up something or someone and you took something from it, and that would be a crime. So, you know, this Dr. Harvey that did this, um, I think he's uh, was a little selfish and disrespectful. And Maya, hey, making that goof phone. Hey, just let me know when it's ready and I'll I'll be there. So thank you very much. It's Maya Livermento from Macy's Bakery, past guest. You know, she was definitely uh, a great guest. And I want to want to get her on here again. So. Hey. So please, um, if you're enjoying this part, this segment called Really Weird on the Really Charlie podcast, you know, just add a comment to it. And um, I would love to hear your feedback. And I'm trying to get a teleprompter, teleprompter so my head won't be going all over the place. I have many devices here and I'm trying to do the right thing and be professional about it. But I'll get I'll get better. As you see, I do get better when I'm doing these things. All right. So the really weird segment of this podcast is, um, you know, it's I'm listening to podcasts, you know, all over the country, all over the world. And, and they have a lot of stories. And I'm basically not really listening to the radio, you know, um, anymore or uh, you know, barely, barely watching TV other than sports. So, you know, when I'm throwing on a YouTube channel and I'm coming across these stories, um, you know, that's a little bit more interesting to me. And um, there was a discussion on the Joe Rogan um, experience, his podcast, and he talked about how, you know, popularity of, of different things, you know, the, the podcasting and, and, and YouTube channels and how that's getting to be so popular. And, you know, eventually, you know, NBC, ABC, they're going to have to change it up a little bit, you know, uh, because people are changing. They're streaming all over the place. And eventually uh, the reality is, is that they're going to have to change too. Well, maybe they won't. 
know, billionaires are billionaires. They can do what they want. So, you know, but anyways, that was, um, that was a cool segment, you know, and, um, it's my second one and I, I really, really like doing this. I want to bring forward, um, a local, I don't know if I have it here, but, um, let me see if I do. Um, well, anyways, let's read this flyer here. Remembering Pete Wilde. Pete Wilde was a, a local man from New Bedford, U.S. Uh, veteran. Um, definitely did many, many things. And uh, so he has a... a an event coming up. Well, he, he passed away. So we're, we're trying to pay tribute to him with his name. And uh, so it says, remembering Pete Wilde, food drive to fill the shelves of the Veterans Association of Bristol County. Join us as we remember Pete and his devotion and kindness to our veterans, those in need, and our community. Help fill the... Uh, it's a VABC van with non-perishable food items and personal hygiene items. Veterans sign up for the pantry. Uh, bring your DD214. There's going to be a bake sale, snacks, raffles, and more. Membership info on tables for the Moose and Legion family. And all monies raised will benefit the veterans' projects during the year. This event is Saturday, May 21st, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Moose Lodge, which is 119 Rockdale Avenue in New Bedford, Massachusetts. It's a day to enjoy friendships, share memories, and give back. On the bottom line, it says, thank you to the Moose Lodge of New Bedford, the American Legion uh, post and family and friends of Pete Wilde. Pete was a good man, a very good man, you know, and I, I did a little tribute to him um, last, you know, when he had passed away, and um, it's a great man. I want to tell you a little bit about Pete. You know, the guy was very dependable, was a guy you can count on, and he had a problem with, saying no to people he's always trying to do some things for people in general in the community but especially the the veterans of the of the area um served many many years on the american legion um various capacities you know commander district commander you know he's, he's done a lot so if you have the time or you have the items that can help out U.S. veterans and the community, please, May May 21st, head on down to 119 Rockdale Avenue and uh, donate something. And I'm pretty sure if you can't do it on that date, you can probably do it before or even after. So remember, the pantry for the uh, local veterans. Uh, let's see here. So today's episode um, was brought to you 
by, well, it's free of charge. No sponsors right now. But I want to let you know that um, my information comes from Ranker.com. That's R-A-N-K-E-R.com. And uh, everything I get, I try to, you know, fact check it. And not, not fat, like F-A-T, but fact check it, you know, and make sure that it's right. And it's coming from uh, reputable um, internet sources, you know. So feel free to join me on WMB1 Radio um, and share this podcast on your sites, your profiles. It's very, very important. But it, feel free to join me on WMB1 Radio. You know, myself and Russell Ramis on Tuesdays, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, where we play some old school music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, up until the current day. You know, we're playing you some music um, and little sprinkles of the new music, you know, to set, you know, to kind of offset it a little bit. And uh, we got a wide variety of uh, age, age groups, you know, that are listening and feel free, you know. If you have a request for WMB1 radio on Tuesday when I'm on, you know, please, please, um, you know, send that request in. I create my playlist during the, during the weekend. So throughout the week, if you come across a favorite song of yours and you want me to play it, playing some R&B music, let me know and I'll play it. All right, everyone. Well, it's a short segment. And it's really all I can offer you right now. You know, there's many stories I can read, but I try to keep it down to about 30 minutes, you know. And uh, and that's it. So feel free. Get in touch with me. Send me a message. Send me an email at reallycharliepodcasts at gmail.com. And I would gladly, gladly uh, get back in touch with you. This episode, this uh, podcast will be downloaded and put on Anchor and Spotify within the next few minutes. Um, And so if you want to listen to it on Anchor and Spotify, just type in uh, Really Charlie in the search section and it will come up. All right. Please subscribe and like my channel on YouTube also. All right. As I begin and end with Lionel Peter Walker's intro to for the Really Charlie podcast, God bless you all. Life is short. Call someone. Tell them you love them. And uh, you never know what tomorrow brings us. I'm not promised it. All right, everyone. Take care. It's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass.
the Really Charlie Podcast, a weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie Podcast. Tune in.